The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Happy Saturday, pet lovers. Did you know that this upcoming Tuesday, April 11th, is National Pet Day? <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it seems crazy because if you're like me, you celebrate your pets every single day. And you probably didn't even know that there was a designated day to celebrate pets, but there is. In fact, you know, if you look online, there seems that there's a day for everything. Well, this particular pet holiday has, a, has a, a really cool purpose. It was established in 2007 by celebrity pet and family lifestyle expert Colleen Page. She also, by the way, created National Cat Day, Dress Up Your Pet Day, National Kids and Pet Day, and a couple of other really um, fun animal-centric days. But today, and, and most of her days, are all about promoting the option of pet adoption. And as you know, here on Pet Lover Geek, we love promoting pet adoptions and anything around taking wonderful care of our pets. So we thought it would be really fun today to explore some of those super duper special services that are out there. They're new, in fact, that are helping you pamper your pet. And you maybe could surprise them this upcoming Tuesday with something special that you hear about today. Or if you are planning to adopt a pet, here's your chance to learn about some of the really cool, fun, fabulous things that are out there in the world on online and in the tech industry that are made just for your fur kid. So let's jump right in. I am so pleased to welcome Roger Morgan. He is the founder and CEO of Pawtree. And Pawtree is this new company that actually offers customized nutrition for pets. Super cool. So welcome, Mark, uh, Roger. Thank you. Nice to be here with you, Lorian. We're excited to have you. Uh, I've actually heard about you uh, several months ago at a show that I went to, but I'm really excited to dig in and learn more. So tell, um, tell the audience, what is Paw Tree? What, and, and what makes you different from like uh, treats and things like that that you would buy at a pet store? Yeah, no, I'm happy to, to share that. It's it's a lot of fun. We um, Everything we do is all about making a difference in the lives of pets and their people, we like to, to, to say. And, um, and, and the thing that I would say, kind of our tagline is we like to talk about customized nutrition for pets. And there are three things that I typically tell people make us very, very different from anything else on the market. The first is the, just the high quality. Everything that we have in our nutrition line is incredibly high quality. It comes with our Pottery Promise. It's all made in the USA, all natural, no corn or wheat or soy. So it has all the great, you know, promises of a of a fantastic product. Um, that's number one. The second thing, as you already mentioned, is the fact that we are customized and personalized. And the way that works is somebody actually goes online to our website, fills out a pet profile, and tells us a little bit about their pet, and we then 
in real time recommend back to them the right nutrition plan for that particular pet. And the fun part, when I say personalized, is that they also get to upload a photo of their pet and it prints on the bag of food with their pet's name on it. And so it um, literally is a personalized and customized approach to nutrition. We ship it directly to their house and it lands on the door. And if that isn't pampering your pet, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a lot of fun. And I'm sure, you know, if we're realistic here, the pet doesn't actually care that there are pictures on it. But that is a lot of fun. And I can imagine that would also be like a really fun gift even to give to a new pet parent or something like that. So um, tell me, I, I'm, I'm curious though, because whenever I hear customized nutrition um, and all of that, I want to know, how, how do you do that? You've got, you, obviously hundreds and hundreds of, of pets, um, just testimonials and things on the site. And you clearly do a lot of different things for different pets. So how are you able to uh, create these customized diets for individual pets? Yeah, it's a great question. We get asked that a lot as well. And what we tell people is what we're, what we're not doing is you know mixing a scoop of this and a batch of that and a, a teaspoon of this to create a unique uh, blend for each pet. But what we're doing is recommending a unique nutrition plan that's customized to the needs of the particular pet. So, for example, when somebody goes onto our website and tells us that their pet is, um, a, you know, a eight-year-old dog who is um, maybe a little bit overweight or uh, has, you know, some, some itching or uh, maybe they have some bad gas or some bad breath or something like that. We take all of those inputs and we have an algorithm that we've developed with our PhD in animal science and pet nutrition, as well as our veterinarians. And we've developed this algorithm that will take all of that into account and then recommend back to that pet parent the right one of our proprietary recipes of food. Uh, and then in addition to the right one of our food recipes, we also would recommend the appropriate supplements or vitamins or uh, treats that, that could be included in that diet as well. And so almost every one of our nutrition plans comes with some kibble, but also you know, one or two things that you might either uh, sprinkle on or, um, or squirt on in the case of like our wild Alaskan salmon oil and basically create a really delicious and really nutritious meal for your pet uh, that is, that's addressing all the right issues for that particular pet. Okay, so I, I want to make sure I'm clear. So are these meals then pre-made and they're like a certain range that you have and so you figure out which one of the pre-made ones you have that then you can put other supplements into is going to work or are they actually made brand new on the spot for the pet right then and there? No, they are. They're pre-made. So we have a selection of recipes that our nutritionists and our veterinarians have developed that are appropriate for kind of the gamut of pets that are out there. So mm -hmm. we have about a dozen different recipes and then um, the thing that really allows us to dial it in and get such great results, and, and you know, you asked about how we deliver such great results, is the fact that most of our customers don't just try the kibble, but they use, we call the, the food is the foundation of good health. So we kind of, you know, you like to get that foundation in place. Um, but then we, most of our customers will also use one or two of these variety of different supplements that we have that help augment the nutrition plan um, based on the particular needs of that pet. So if a pet has, you know, has a history of itchy skin or, um, you know, dry skin or, or uh, various maybe allergy type, you know, issues with their skin, then our wild Alaskan salmon oil is recommended that they squirt on the food and it gives a really good source of omega-3s and omega-6s. Mm -hmm. Or if a pet has, you know, has had a history of 
um, various GI issues, it might be bad gas or loose stool or something like that, then we would recommend our Gastro Pro Plus, which is a, a supplement that they put on top of the food that is um, probiotics and prebiotics and digestive enzymes and digestive herbs that all um, kind of just mix into the food. So that's the way that we're able to dial it in and, and just get such incredible results is that we listen to what the pet parent tells us about mm-hmm. the pet and then we recommend a really high-quality diet that includes food as well as supplements that are formulated to really make a difference in the lives of pets. So is this something that, you know, I, I mean, I think from a, from, a, from a science background, I look at this and I say, okay, are you setting up almost a, an experiment type of thing so that they're giving you the feedback, you give them what on the surface from this initial contact sounds like this is going to make sense, but then, you know, you have this 100% satisfaction guarantee on all your products, so I imagine if they say, you know, this isn't quite working, are you then able to make adjustments or how does that work if it's not exactly right the first time around? Yeah, it's, it's another really good question. And it's part of why we offer the 100% satisfaction guarantee is because some people either have dealt with these, these health issues for their pet for so many years, so much of the pet's life that they think, you know, they've kind of given up trying to, to improve their pet's health. And they say, you know, I've tried everything. I just can't seem to, you know, this pet just has these issues. And so we always encourage people, we say, you know what, just try our nutrition plan. Try going online, fill out a pet profile, and just see for yourself the amazing difference we'll make. And and if you're not happy for any reason, we give a 100% satisfaction guarantee um, so that people don't have that kind of barrier to say, oh, I don't know if it's going to work. We say, give it a try. And if it doesn't work, we'll give you all your money back. And the, the, the thing that, that is also um, as you mentioned, you know, we, we, we don't, um, often miss the mark on the first time, but if, you know, if somebody says, oh, gosh, it doesn't seem like that really, um, you know, my pet doesn't like that product or that doesn't seem to be, you know, uh, solving the issue that I had, then, um, if w- what we will do is send a replacement product, try a, a different either recipe or a different combination of things and send that free mm-hmm. just so that people can have the experience of, of, you know, trying our um, holistic approach to nutrition and seeing the difference it'll, it'll make in, in the life of the pet. And I can tell you, we've been, uh, we, we actually launched in January of 2014, so we're in our fourth year. We've been a little over three years, and I can literally count on one hand the number of times that somebody said, we're not happy, we want our you know, money back, and you haven't been able to help our pet. Uh, so it really does make a difference, and, um, and, and it's very rare that we have to honor that guarantee, but we will in any case. Uh, and you your know, retention if, if rate, I mean, that... Satisfied. The retention rate also kind of shows. So how's your retention as far as like people that keep coming back and are buying it? Or do you have, you know, do you have people that fall off? What kind of thing? Actually, so this is a really important part of, of, of our whole model. And that is, you know, I have a, um, I've been in the pet industry for over 15 years. And I know that, that one of the most remarkable things about people who buy pet food is that we are all very brand loyal. Uh, mm-hmm. Pet food is one of the most brand loyal of all consumer products. And so if you're, if you're a company that's selling pet food, the, the good news in that is once you get a customer, generally you can keep them you know, for, for right. a long, long time. But the challenge is how do you ever get them? And that's where we, you know, I mentioned at the outset, we have three things that make us unique. I covered the first two, but didn't mention the last. Um, the first one meaning, you know, really high quality nutrition. The second, that it's customized and personalized. But the third thing that we do is we do not sell in any stores. We offer our products only through word of mouth, through people. Right, um, I noticed that that's really friends. unique. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's it, it, it's it's one of the things that make us super unique, and it's also what really will encourage people to try it because when they hear from a friend or a family member that you know they had a good experience and somebody recommends it who they know and trust, people will generally listen to their friend or family member and and give it a try. And awesome. when they do, then it comes back to you know the fact that they're so happy with it they will stick with it. Um, and so we really do have great retention. Once somebody tries it, um, they see a difference. And if it's making a difference, why would they change? Why would they want to change? All right. Well, we're running out of time. Yep. So I want to make sure that people know where to find us. So how can they find Pawtree? Well, you just go to Pawtree.com. It's P-A-W, like a, a pet paw. And then tree, T-R-E-E, Pawtree.com. And we've got all of our information online. You can uh, you know, check out how to buy our products and try our product products. Uh, we've got something that's called a paw box. It's a really nice, easy way for people to get introduced into our product line. Awesome. Um, and uh, uh, but I yeah, welcome anybody to come take a look. And there's also an, an income opportunity um, for those who would like to actually share the products with others and get a commission for doing so. So uh, thank you, Lauren. I really appreciate your time and, and inviting me to be on the show. I'm excited to hear about. It. I mean, I've I've heard about you before, but I'm really excited to learn more. Thanks so much for coming on today, Roger. It's been great. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Lorian. Hang tight, pet parents. We are on track for some really more fun new stuff in the show. So we're going to share that with you in just a moment when we return to Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. Tuesday, as I mentioned earlier, is National Pet Day. Although, let's face it, every day is pet day around my house, and I'm sure it is at yours too if you're listening to this show. But next up, we have Dr. Jessica Vogelsang. We've been lucky enough to have her on the show before, and we're so excited to have her on the show again. Welcome to the show, Dr. Vogelsang. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm really excited to be here. We are too. And for those of you who are not familiar with Dr. Jessica, she has an incredible website called pawcurious.com. It is really a tremendous web uh, resource on the web for pet parents. Uh, lots of great things to read about, ways of looking at things that, uh, for me at least, were eye-opening. Make sure you check it out after the show. And she's also the author of a wonderful book, All Dogs Go to Kevin. 
So excited to have you back. Uh, so many things I want to chat with you about. Let's see how much we can get through. In this <laughs> Always the problem. Yeah, it is, right? So I want to jump in first with something uh, that's in the news recently. Uh, and I think that a lot of pet parents are kind of scratching their heads about this. I've actually had conversations myself with some people who are not quite sure what to think about Mars Pet Care. Uh, acquiring VCA vet clinics, and they also own Banfield vet, cl- vet clinics as well. So, mm-hmm. w- you know, what are the pros and cons uh, here of a big acquisition like this? Or, is there anything that folks should be excited about, or anything that they maybe might should be worried about? You know, I, it's it's so hard to know because it hasn't happened before, right? We've had um, these smaller groups do do these acquisitions, but we don't really know what it means when you have this large multinational corporation taking over these hospitals. Now, I was actually, I worked for a time for Banfield, you know, full disclosure here, and I was there um, when when Mars acquired them. And I I think from my perspective, it it did not, it it was not a bad thing really for anybody. Um, They came in, they hired some really great people with a lot of experience in running hospitals, and they brought in a lot of standardization of, of care, which was actually a really good thing for clients. Um, they were able to start establishing a national database, which we've never had before in terms of, of clinical trials. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can understand why people are concerned about this idea that, oh, you know, why is a corporation in charge of medical care? It's a trend that's happening. It's also happening in, in human medicine. Mm-hmm. So I, I can understand why people are wary but I would um, just encourage them to to keep an open mind um, and remember at the end of the day, you know, you're not dealing with Mars, you're dealing with, with the individual veterinary staff and, and they are just as concerned as you are about doing the right thing and providing the best care for your pet. So you should not be afraid to ask them questions and, and voice your concerns if you have them. Yeah, and for people who don't know Mars, I mean, maybe I know that when I mentioned this to my parents, they were like, Aren't, isn't that the candy bar? <laughs> so right. I'm not sure that people really understand how big Mars is and why some people might be, be a little bit like, ah. um, Mars owns uh, Pedigree, Imes, Yukonuba, Royal Canin, Whiskas, Wisdom Panel, uh, a couple other smaller um, ones. So they are a really large pet food, primarily, mm-hmm. uh, organization and and do you I want to ask you two questions kind of a two-part question do you so do you think that this is a trend that we're going to continue to see in the future with large companies acquiring veterinary clinics and clinic uh, systems yes I I think so Um, just because it is it's really hard to run a small business particularly in in the medical field if you are a, a small business owner and I want to make sure most people know that we're still at less than I think 10 percent of the clinics in the United States are owned by like a Mars property or a big, a big corporation. So 90% of those places out there are small are still small business, small business owners. When you have a large group that owns you, you have a lot more leverage and buying power. And so they can um, afford a lot more doodads at, at, you know, better costs. And so it is very difficult to compete sometimes um, on right. price when you're these small owners. And so well, I think those yeah. pressures are reflecting themselves in these numbers. And I think that's important to know because I know that this is something you've talked about on your blog before. I mean, people complain 
all the time about how expensive veterinary care is. And a lot of times when you look at the overhead that a veterinarian has to have in order to have something for so many different species in one hospital, it it makes a lot of sense. I mean, so this in the future, don't you think, is going to help drive costs down? One would hope. You know, we, I don't necessarily know if it always gets passed on to the consumer. I mean, that that's the hope. Uh, and we are we're trying so hard, I think, as, as a profession to figure out how, how to manage this. I mean, does every small clinic need a full ultrasound and x-ray machine? That's what we've gotten used to. Um, but is that efficient? You know, should we move to a different model? Like, you know, you go to your primary care doctor. If you need an x-ray, they send you across the street. But so, the so we may be or to the hospital. Exactly. So we may be seeing a little bit more of that. There are some um, some really interesting things on the horizon in terms of um, technology for telemedicine, pet monitoring, all mm-hmm. these sorts of things. And I think when you talk about um, cost savings for owners, we're going to see it in in those areas in terms of how we can actually use technology to be more efficient. Well, amazing that you brought up technology on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Imagine um, that. I want to I want to talk about a couple things of technology, and I I love that you brought up the telemedicine because I, I do want to ask you about that in a bit. What do you think? Uh, we've talked a lot on this show about activity trackers and the health monitors, and they are flooding the market right now. What do you think about them as a vet? Yeah, as a vet, I think they're great. They give us some really awesome data. I will say I've been watching this happen since sort of the start with the inception, and they just have not gained a lot of traction. Um, I like them. I don't know that people really care about them. You know, the, the mm-hmm. idea is you put a tracker on your pet and you know how much exercise they're getting. And, and what that translates to is people realizing I'm not giving my dog enough exercise and I feel really bad about myself now. So I'm just going to take it off. You know, it, it doesn't actually translate to them doing a better job walking their dog. So hopefully somebody will figure out how to leverage that. But I yeah. just have yet to see any company really gain a lot of traction. Yeah, that's stuff. that we've talked about that on this show too. Like there are a lot of them out there, but has anybody really cracked that nut yet? I don't know. And and speaking of exercise, it, it clearly obesity is an issue in this country with our pets and exercise, getting more of it is important as well as food. And I wanted <laughs> to ask you, because I know you have some some good opinions out there or strong opinions. There is so much information on the internet and it is so difficult to weed through, especially for a new pet parent who doesn't really even know to start Uh, all these different things about what you should feed your pet, how you should feed your pet. And you've got services like our first guest was from Paw Trees and they're creating custom food for your pets. So many different things and so many different options. You got websites like the truth about dog food and dog food advisor that claim all sorts of horrible things about the pet food industry. And then you got the pet food industry pointing back and saying, Oh my gosh, you guys are, you know, wackadoodles or whatever. Or not that's not even a nice thing to say. But they're they're basically you know, say, hey, you're fear mongering. That's that's not what we're doing, kind of thing. So how does a pet parent know what to trust when they're out there on the internet? <laughs> it's hard, right? I mean, everybody has an angle that they're that they're coming at it from, and and I think in general, the truth oftentimes lies somewhere square in the middle. Now, I I I do think that there is a lot of, of fear mongering out there, and sometimes um, the people that are giving you information, they're only giving you half the story. They may not realize it, like they really think that they're doing the right thing, but but it's that's not really reflective of reality. Now, on the other hand, you have pet food companies, and you know they're not. 
out there to be entirely altruistic, you know, that they are out there to make a profit. All mm-hmm. those things come into play. That doesn't mean that they're actively trying to hurt your pet. Um, what we've seen that's been really, really interesting, and, and this is, I think, the downfall a lot of, of a lot of these consumer advocates, they have so much emphasis on ingredients you know, in order for a pet food to be a quality pet food, it has to have high quality ingredients. And I don't disagree. Um, however, they're pushing that and completely neglecting the other half of the equation, which is quality control. And that is something that the big pet food companies can do a lot better mm-hmm. because they they have access to, to the resources to do that. And so, you know, I'm not going to name names, but we've had a really, really awful recall recently with a company that um, they're small, they market themselves as, you know, really niche. And it was a major, major quality control fail. I mean, significant. And, mm-hmm. and that is, that's the truth. And so when I talk to to pet parents, I, I just want them to sort of understand, like, look, I'm, I'm on your side. I, I want to help you make the right decisions. It's even hard for me as a vet sometimes to process who to trust, but I'm working really, really hard to to figure that out myself. And, and I will always be honest with you and, and share these things. And, and yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you can't just go based on what you think. You know, you have to look at what the data shows. Right. You can't just make thing. inferences and, and hear little bits here and there. You've got to actually dig into the data, look at the science that's behind it. And I I always err on the side of, of talking to the experts and not necessarily to people who, you know, aren't uh, trained scientists or haven't had a lot of, um, you know, background in it um, right. for myself, for me. Well, yeah, and it's hard because you don't, you know, you hear a lot of anecdotes yeah. um, and they'll, They'll always share the good anecdotes. They don't see the bad anecdotes. Like I have lots of anecdotes about the horrible effects of an unbalanced diet or a pet that was feeding home food and ended up in heart failure. I mean, those things are out there, but you're just, you're not asking for that. So yeah, how can I share you're going to hear you? about the r- miraculous cures that happen when they stop feeding kibble and all right. <laughs> all of that. Right. And, so, yeah. yeah, it's important. I think it's important that people. Look at their options. Do your research. I always say due diligence. Make sure you do it uh, no matter what it is that you're looking at. Um, so now we're running out of time here, but you mentioned telemedicine. So to me, that's one of the most exciting innovations out there for veterinary science, don't you think? It's amazing. I mean, we have access to so many more resources than we did in the past in terms of I can take an x-ray now and send it to a board-certified radiologist and have it read out that day. Like, that's great. I'm really excited. That's the new frontier of, of medicine. I'm, yeah, like, I incredible. can't wait. Yes. And you can be in another state with your dog when you're on vacation and have all of your veterinary uh, data on, on a, an app on your phone and just give it to them right there, and then they can yeah. take it off running. I think it's phenomenal. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, Dr. Vogel, saying tell people where they can find you on the web. I'm at pawcurious.com. Awesome. And don't forget to check out her books. Uh, her book, All Dogs Go to Kevin, uh, as well. It's a great book. Uh, hang tight, pet lovers. We're going to be right back with some more fun stuff just after a short break. You've been listening to Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. We are celebrating National Pet Day, and we've had a chance to learn about a great new service for getting some custom pet food for your pets. We've also heard from a leading veterinarian about the latest trends in animal clinics and some of the great new pet products and pet trends that she's excited about now in the veterinary world. But right now, we are going to talk about pet adoption and rescues, which, of course, as I mentioned earlier in the show, is one of those main themes that's behind National Pet Day. I am so excited to have Carol Feeney. She is one of the co-founders of Project Blue Collar, an organization that is all about celebrating rescued dogs and learning to support the underdog. Carol, welcome to the show. Hi, Lorian. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm really excited to have you. As you know, I've been a big fan of your organization for, what, six years now? Is it that how long it's been around? Well, we're like four plus. Yeah, we're just starting our fifth year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you guys have done amazing work, but um, folks probably aren't as familiar with them as they should be. So let's talk about Project Blue Collar. What made you start Project Blue Collar? So I'm a lifelong animal rescuer, and uh, I was, you know, always just out and about with dogs. I found two things that were continually happening, and they always shocked me. And one was when someone would stop and you know say, you know, what a great dog, and I'd say, oh, it's a rescue people were always, they'd be surprised. And I was like, why would you be surprised that this fabulous dog is a rescue dog? And it hit me that, you know, it's all the commercials we're used to seeing, the national cause, animal cause campaigns, like the Sarah McLaughlin commercials that are great. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they make us turn away. Yeah. They're great at pulling at our heartstrings. Um, They're great at raising money but they do a horrible job at helping us get dogs adopted. And actually quite the opposite. They leave people thinking that these dogs are all damaged. And while people want to help, they don't want to adopt them. Yeah, and do you so, feel that that's like a big part of the negative perception is things like that? I mean, what, what is leading people to have such a negative perception about rescue animals? Not just dogs, but dogs and cats. I absolutely think that that was the old mentality of how to promote the cause. And, you know, most of the animal cause organizations use that theme, you know, show us the deplorable conditions, show us these animals that are, you know, very sickly and starving. And it, it's action-oriented because it gets people to throw money their way, but it just does not help us get dogs adopted. And being in rescue 
while we see those situations, that's not who's getting adopted. We take such great care of those animals and, and have them completely ready to be a family pet before they head to an adoption floor. Mm-hmm. So I want mm-hmm. It's not the sad, pathetic dog in the cage that's getting adopted. Exactly. Exactly. They're these wonderful, you know, healthy, vibrant animals. And that's what I wanted people to see. And then secondly, I was always um, surprised at how proud people were that had rescued a dog. And anytime you hear someone say, gosh, what a great dog, you know, the first thing out of their mouth would be, yeah, he's a rescue. I rescued him. And they couldn't wait to tell the story. Mm -hmm. So those two things sparked me to start Project Blue Collar. So I had a way to identify rescue dogs in public and be able to, you know, give a venue for people to share their story. Awesome. So so tell us a little bit. So if I go to projectbluecollar.com, what am I going to see? Tell me how the project works. Sure. So Project Blue Collar, hence the name, it's all about being able to identify rescue dogs in public. And I really felt like um, it started just back when we did the old Lance Armstrong, we all wore our um, causes on our wrists. Mm-hmm. It started from that. I took the exact same concept and thought, what if the dogs wear the cause around their collar? That way they can be out marketing for themselves. They're better marketers about how awesome they are than we are. So right. hence the project Blue Collar. Blue Collar is supposed to represent rescue. So when you see one out and about, you, you immediately know it's a rescue dog. But the whole point behind Project Blue Collar is to celebrate how wonderful they are. So we don't, if you go to our site, you're not going to find sad stories. You're not going to leave crying. You're going to be so inspired to go and adopt one because you're going to read. We, we share thousands of rescue stories. And on our website, we have where we post all of our stories. We also post a story a day to social media. Um, so we just constantly share positive, inspiring rescue stories. So that's what you're going to find on our site. You're going to find um, just a lot of inspirational um, products and inspirational stories. And our products are all meant to create advocacy. Yeah, I love your products, I got to tell you. I mean, not just the blue collar itself, but like the mutt butt leash holder is genius it's like so <laughs> awesome but you have you have id tags and collars and all these really great kind of things that are out there just to celebrate rescues which is fantastic exactly so so okay so folks should go to project blue collar read these amazing stories get some of the products to help support you and uh, the cost of the pro- some of the uh, revenue from the product goes towards helping rescues right it does. So what we do is we have um, a buy one, give one with all of our collars and leashes. So we have rescues that we support. We support um, a different rescue every two weeks. And for everything sold through our online store uh, and collars and leashes, we match it and donate to that rescue group. Because rescues and shelters are always in need of collars and leashes. Awesome. Great. Okay. So now let's 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 get to kind of the the core of the matter here, there are a lot of pets out there that need to be rescued and it's a big problem. So what do you think, you know, what can people do to help solve this problem? You know, education is just so key. Spay and neutering programs are essential and um, 
anymore. They've become so affordable. So there's no reason that someone should not spay or neuter their animal. In rescue, it seems like there's just an endless supply of dogs coming in, and you just keep thinking, who is not spaying and neutering today? But they're not. People still in rural areas with farm dogs and whatnot, they're just not doing it. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, if you know people who aren't doing it, Educate yourself on the programs that are available and get the information to them because most of the time they can find it almost free. Right. So that's and, and then the other part. The other part is about when you're choosing to to get an animal, where you get it. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, we're Project Blue Collar. We're not against quality breeders, and I understand wanting to protect the integrity of specific breeds. But quality breeders feel the exact same way we do, that, um, you know, protecting the integrity of a breed and backyard breeding are very different. Um, Mm -hmm. So backyard breeding and puppy mills and getting, you know, dogs out of pet stores, you're you're just continuing the problem if you're you're doing that. So once again, educate yourself. And, um, you know, we always say, please choose to adopt. Please, you know, there are breed-specific rescue groups. So if you really want a specific breed, you can get a purebred within rescue. Mm-hmm. You That's can sometimes even get puppies that have, for whatever reason, not worked out in their original home. <laughs> you can even get you puppies. You absolutely can. You yeah, absolutely def- can. I want you to and talk prob- a little bit about... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. No, no, go on. I was going to say they're probably going to be a lot healthier once they've come yeah. from a rescue versus backyard breeder. Right, because they've gotten a lot of care. I mean, I, I, I've worked with a lot of rescues. I know you work with incredible work, rescue there in Cincinnati. And I know you guys just, you do so much to get these pets ready for adoption. Um, you know, it's, it's really incredible. So if you're working with a rescue, the chances of you getting a really healthy, ready-to-go pup, uh, well-socialized, are going to be so much higher than if you're getting something from, like, a backyard breeder. They really are. And, you know, if you go to a foster-based rescue, you're going to be able to talk to the foster and find out exactly how this animal is in a home. You're going to know what their quirks are because the animal's already been living in a home. Right. They're not stuck in some cage where their behavior might be completely different outside the cage than it is uh, at a home, for sure. Exactly. I there's another project that you guys do that's part of Project Blue Collar that I really, really love. And so since we have a little bit of time, I'd like for you to talk about Pity 2020. Sure. We started Pity 2020. It was interesting. Um, when we started Project Blue Collar and we started collecting stories, we would, we would daily be brought to tears by, I'm going to choke up talking about it, but daily we would be brought to tears by reading the stories from pit bull owners. And people who have rescued a pit bull and what the transformation that happens with the rescuer is amazing. These pit bulls come from such, you know, horrid, horrid backgrounds. And what the people who adopt them learn from them is just remarkable. And it's just fascinating. They become these um, teachers, in essence, you know, of of all things good. And they're so misunderstood. And uh, we started Pity 2020 um, as a way to celebrate pit bulls and you know, the 2020 is see them more clearly. Um, And we're hoping by the year 2020 that specific laws that are against pit bulls are are gone Mm -hmm. and, you know, banned and um, 
things are, are just better for them. I don't know if you're aware of breed-specific legislation, but it's... Um, oh, I am. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's in a it's, lot of cities still across the United States. And it's actually outside. It's in Canada. It's in, you know, Europe. And it's terrible. Yeah. There, there, it there is legislations terrible. legislations that are completely um, prohibiting people from owning a pit bull. And... You know, some cities have different restrictions. Some will say you can have one, but anytime they're out in public, they have to be muzzled. And I mean, I think everyone is against any aggressive animal. Nobody wants an aggressive dog in their neighborhood running loose. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think everyone understands that, but you shouldn't punish a dog just because of the way it looks. No, you absolutely shouldn't. And I'm here to tell you, I've never been bit by a pit bull, and I've had many around me in my life. The only pet that I've ever been bit by was a Pomeranian. So I was going to say Chihuahua, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just because a dog is a pit uh, or has pit in them doesn't mean anything as far as their aggressiveness. Um, it's more, it's at the, you know, look at the other end of the leash, as it were, for that. So, I would encourage people to look up um, the Pity 2020. The pictures are amazing. They're wonderful. Aren't they adorable? Yeah, fantastic. Um, and I, one little thing before we get going, is there any other thing that you'd like to share, like, you know, your favorite uh, prod- products that you guys have on the shop or uh, your favorite pet product that's out there right now? Well, I mean, we'd love people to just come to our, you know, website and share your stories with us. And, you know, we're always looking for different rescue groups to work with. So if you know of some good ones, please put them in contact with us or, or send us a note. And um, let us know who they are, and we'll contact. We'll reach out to them directly and contact them. Um, as far as products, um, you know, we love co-branding. Since we're small, we don't have a huge product line, um, so we love to co-brand when we can. Like we've co-branded with Pet Hub, so that we right. have a a nice you know tag that enables lost dogs to get home safely. And trust me, in rescue, we get a lot of lost dogs because. Sometimes dogs are flight risks. They're sometimes scared and nervous. They don't know where they're headed on their next journey. So um, it's really important for us for them to be safe. Yeah. So So check that, those tags. And you've got another, you've got some beautiful collars from Lupine at projectbluecollar.com. Wonderful stuff. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, Carol. Thank you, Lorian. And make sure you go to projectbluecollar.com to learn more and stick around for a few more minutes because I am going to share some of my favorite new things for my dogs, including some new goodies from Global Pet Expo that we didn't get to last week. Stick around. We'll be right back on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurship? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. I want to wrap things up today by talking about one of my new favorite things. In fact, I'm kind of obsessed about it. And I also want to mention a couple of products that I am trying out uh, that I brought back from Global Pet Expo, and I'm very excited about them. So let's start first with my current new obsession. It's called Loot Pets. It's a pet-themed subscription box from the folks at Loot Crate. Now, you may have heard of Loot Crate before. Uh, They have a lot of monthly different boxes for all sorts of geeky, wonderful pop culture things. And I think we actually mentioned Loot Pets a few months ago when we were talking to Jessica Williams about all the new subscription boxes that are out there for pets. Well, that episode actually led me to try Loot Pets. And I got to say, I'm hooked. Um, Penny, my Boston Terrier, loves the toys that are included in this box. They allow you to choose the box based on the size you have. And I don't know, but they are just nailing the toys for her. Now we have two dogs. But most of the toys that we bring home from the pet store, for whatever reason, they're not necessarily her favorites. And our bigger dog, Uller, loves all these other toys that we have. So we decided, you know what, we're going to get the small dog box and uh, just see how it goes with her. Well, it's amazing. I don't know how they keep nailing the toys, but they do. And Uller seems to know that those toys are hers, and he generally leaves them alone. In fact, she is sleeping right now with the Crypto Super Dog Squeaker toy next to her in her bed. <laughs> and she has a brand new Star Trek food bowl that we love. It was in a box from January. And every month we're getting some new treats. Some of them are not so good. Some of them were perfect for us, and we've actually continued to buy them. And it's just the Squeaker toy every month is just perfect. So I would I would recommend you go do it especially if you're a geek like me they have a they had a Star Trek theme, they had a superheroes theme, they had a um uh, a dinosaur theme. Uh it's just been a whole lot of fun. Oh, they had a um a robot theme which was really fun like a futuristic robot theme which was a lot of fun. Lots of really cool stuff and uh I'm actually considering getting a second box, a bigger box for Uller too as well. So if you're a geek like me, you'll love it. You go to Loot Crate And under pick a crate, you uh, just choose pets and then you set your box up there for whether you want cat, dog, and then what size, um, that type of thing. Okay, so another cool thing um, that I'm excited about, uh, you know, as you know, a couple weeks ago, I went to Global Pet Expo. There were a lot of really uh, great uh, things there, and there were some things that I actually didn't get to mention last week um, that I'm excited about. 
And there's things I'm actually going to get to test. I first want to mention, we talked a little bit about the WAGS collar. Uh, and one of the things that, that uh, we mentioned on the show when we were having our roundtable was that we were concerned that when the battery uh, goes, if it, if it dies for some reason, there's electronic failure in the collar, that the LCD um, screen, which we all thought was an amazing uh, feature, would no longer work. Actually, they reached out to me this week and they said, hey, that screen actually freezes with the pet's identification information when the battery starts to fail so that that identification uh, information is always there and it's frozen there uh, until the battery can be uh, fixed, uh, updated and everything. And that was really cool. And they asked me to be a beta tester uh, when the the collar comes out in a couple of months. So I'm really super duper excited about that. Another thing uh, that I picked up at Global Pet Expo and I I'm just getting to play with this week is called Hello, I am I'm Gizmo. Hello, I'm Gizmo. It's from DGS, um, and they do a lot of you know dog beds, and uh, they do some some really great coats and things like that. But this is totally different. This thing is cool. It starts with this super duper comfy handle uh, that you can attach any leash to. And there's even a a dual leash uh, carabiner attachment that you have that you can do for walking two dogs, which is great for me. But then the neat thing is, is that this handle has two places on the top and bottom that you can attach modules. So there's a poop bag dispenser that has a clip on it. it. The clip you can use to hold a filled up poop bag. I love that. Uh, There's also a pet training attachment. It holds treats so you can open it up, grab out a treat. It also has a built-in clicker and it's right there on the handle so you're not having to have a bunch of different stuff there. There's even a ball launcher that you can click onto the top, put a tennis ball in and use it to launch a little bit like the the Chuck It. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it's that same type of idea but this one goes on the handle for your leash and then the thing I like the most because we walk our dogs early in the morning and late at night uh, up here in the mountains is there's a really strong LED rechargeable flashlight it has like a three-hour battery time tried it last night it's nice and strong really excited about this I'm still playing with it I like it so far it's very comfortable to hold so you can find it at imgizmo.com and then another thing I'm actually teach, uh, going to be testing from the same company, DGS, are two new outerwear coats that they have that have reflective technology using microscopic beads, and they call it retro reflection. So like I mentioned, we, we walk early and late here, so we need things that help us with light. So I'll let you know how those go. I haven't tested them yet. I'll let you know. Okay. So we've been gearing up today to to celebrate National Pet Day, a day for not only celebrating our pets, but also, as we talked about in the last segment with Carol, about promoting pet adoption. Now, we talked, she talked a little bit about this, but I want to go into it a little bit more. If you are considering getting a new pet, you have a lot of options. You can go to your local shelter. You can go to a pet adoption event. You can work with a lot of different rescues, even breed specific rescues uh, that are there locally. You can even start browsing Pet Finder, uh, the app on your phone, and you can you know narrow things down to the exact type of pet you want based on size, age, temperament, breed, you name it. A lot of different things that you can do. I realize that there are some of you that are making preparations to get a new pet and you want a specific type. You want a specific breed, you want a cat, a kitten rather, or you want a puppy and a specific uh, breed and you're going to purchase one. And that's cool. 
I'm not going to sit here in judgment and tell you not to do that because there are some wonderful quality breeders out there that are helping bring amazing pets into this world, and I so appreciate the work that they do. However, there is an ugly side to purchasing a pet, and I just ask that you please do your due diligence when you are figuring out where you're going to purchase your pet. For example, some people choose to purchase a pet in a pet store, and they're filled with adorable little fuzzballs, and being there can be absolutely intoxicating. You don't have to go through a big application process. No one is putting any restraints or judgments on you about your choice. I get it. I totally get it. But the bottom line is that even though some of those stores might be working with really reputable breeders, a lot of them aren't. And let's face it, those stores are a lot of them are working with puppy mill operations and puppy mills in my opinion are absolutely deplorable and they all need to be shut down you see reputable breeders simply can't keep up with the high demand for certain breeds but puppy mills can and if you're buying from a store that doesn't have detailed information about the breeders used for you to verify or you are buying maybe a pet from some online place and you can't visit them or some place that's willing to ship you a puppy or a kitten rather than require that you come and meet them and pick up the pet in person, the chances are you very high that you are buying from a puppy mill or even a backyard hobbyist breeder who might be a really great person, but it's they're not taking the care to make sure that the breed is meeting quality standards. Okay. And believe me, there's nothing wrong with loving a breed and wanting to have that as a pet all your life. I have a Boston Terrier. I will always have BTs in my life, but I'm going to be trying to do it always through rescue or high-quality breeders. One more distressing thing that I want to mention is something called dog flipping. If you find on Craigslist or a local Facebook buy-sell-trade page the exact breed that you want – know that there is a high risk for that being a dog flipping operation. What they do is they go and they steal a young uh, purebred pet. They change things up. They put them on uh, online to sell, and then they sell them. It's illegal. Proceed with utmost caution if you are buying a pet from Craigslist or Facebook. I would actually recommend you not do it at all. But you should demand to see the papers, demand to see the vet records, insist on meeting the parental animals and seeing where those animals have been raised. It's basically the only thing you can do to make sure that you're you're buying a pet that actually is available for, for purchase and not somebody else's. I mean, how devastating would it be to discover in the first vet checkup that your new pup has a microchip and was registered to another owner who reported her stolen? I mean, it's happening all over the country. So please do your due diligence. Now, this leads me to the topic that we have for next week. And it's a favorite for me, and it speaks to this, pet identification. April 16th starts National Pet ID Week. And so we are going to kick off National Pet ID Week with next weekend's show, and we're going to dig into all the options that you have out there for pet identification and precautions that you should be taking in making sure that your pet is properly identified so that you don't end up in situations like what I was just mentioning. So I'm really excited about that show. Uh, I want to thank all of my guests that were on the show, folks from Pawtree, Dr. Jessica Vogelsang, and Carol Feeney from Project Blue Collar. It was wonderful having them on the show. Please go check out their work online. And I look forward to having you next week with us on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel. Thank you 
you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host, Lori and Clemens, for another edition next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Oh, 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 oh,